0: This is Chris Martin, and me and my buddy Kevin O'Connor, a.k.a. Kevin O'Everything, host an NBA podcast called The Mismatch. They call it The Mismatch because I'm awesome, and Kevin is a gigantic nerd. No,
1: no, that's not why at all, Chris. They call it The Mismatch because I have a brain, and you're
0: a loudmouth bozo. Good grief. (laughs) Anyway, listen to our amazing NBA podcast, The Mismatch. Or don't. We really don't care. We're probably going to win a million awards either way. (laughs) Chris, we do care, so don't say that. Please subscribe and listen to The Mismatch only on Spotify. Did you really call me a bozo?
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's New York, New York presented by FanDuel. The second half of the NBA season is here and you can bet on the action with an assist from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, you can check out The new and improved Parlay Hub. Filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays. And same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explore page and the Pulse and Bet Live. Same-game parlays for every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with Fandle, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit theringer.com slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus and present in select states gambling problem. Call 100 Gambler or visit theringer.com slash
3: RG. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EB. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prolog apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com prolog to learn more.
2: Welcome in. It is a Sunday edition of New York, New York. I guess it's an early Monday edition, but who's keeping score anyway? With yours truly, J.J. J. John Zastrzemski. And now for the second time in the history of New York, New York, I am joined by a special co-host. He was with me at SNY. He watched the game winner from Panarin right next to me. I think he did a little lap in the SNY newsroom. The great Chris Lopresti. Hello, sir.
1: There might have been an expletive in a positive way. I don't recall. I kind of blacked out there for a You know, you can
2: drop that sec- on the podcast. I'll do it for you. Let's fucking Let's go. Let's fucking go. There, That's you go. The, yeah, there you go. There you go. You got to get that out of your system when your team wins a game seven in overtime. Let's be honest, dude. The Rangers headed back to Madison Square Garden and looked like a dead team. They were down three games to one. Shesterkin gets pulled not once, but twice. I ask you, as the guy who's watched basically every single game that this team has played this year, what changed for the Rangers from the team that we saw getting spanked by the Penguins and the team that answered the bell in responding and rallying in these three games?
1: A couple of things. Um, number one is Shesterkin refound his game. I think that goes without saying. Uh, specifically in the early stages of Game 7 tonight, last night, whatever the heck you want to call it now. Um, he was masterful. So the guy that you got early on in game seven was the guy we saw in game one, 79 saves, triple overtime guy we saw in the regular season, Vesna finalist, hard trophy finalist. Um, I thought that he found his game in game five. I thought he was really good in the third period of game five, played a solid game in Pittsburgh the other night. And then he was ready from the drop of the opening puck in game seven because his teammates were not. They were outplayed for 40 minutes, and he made a handful of saves in multiple sequences that not only kept Pittsburgh off the board in those moments, but also led directly to the Rangers scoring. First goal from Kreider comes right after Shosturkin makes a handful of outstanding saves, and the Keandre Miller goal, which goes in off two Pittsburgh defenders, well, one defenseman, I think, and one forward, was about a minute after he stoned a couple of guys right on the doorstep. So he kept the team in it long enough for them to tie the game and get to overtime. That's number one. Number two is Mika Zibanejad, who woke up in a big way. Finally,
2: man, game First six four and seven. Or five games yeah, that did absolutely it was six and seven in
1: this series. Six and seven. It's like he flipped the switch. I think it was even second period of game six. And if you go and look at his numbers over the last two games, outstanding. Specifically, game seven, goal and two assists. I think he was, I want to say, approaching seventy-five percent on faceoff, seeing a lot of the Crosby line. Maybe Crosby wasn't hundred percent. We still don't know exactly what was up with him. But Zibanejad raised his game in a big way. Obviously, he scores the game tying goal. Uh, and then in overtime on that power play, I believe he won all three face-offs and one of them leading to the Panarin game. Winner. And
2: the face-offs are huge because the Rangers did not do a good job earlier in the series getting it done Bro, in that particular area. And been, that'll kill
1: you. They've been awful for the most part since they won the Cup in 1994. There are some few players, exceptions along the way, some years better than others, but overall it has been a consistent Achilles heel for them for such a long time. And it was killing them early on in this series so for Zibanejad to put forth that type of performance in Game 7, not just on the score sheet, but at the, in the faceoff dot as well, was huge.
2: Okay. Talk me through the tense moments of this game. Penguins tie it up at 1. You're feeling good after the cry to goal. Igor set it up. Fabulous stuff. I thought it was so key for the Rangers. When it's 2-1, they come right back with a goal. Gigantic. Then they're down. Third period is not looking good. No. It was not looking
1: good. Dude. Nothing was looking good. That's a
2: Benajad goal. I mean, listen, as great as the Panarin goal was, as much as they need him to get going moving forward, if they want to win this thing, that's a Benajad goal. That one, I mean, dude, that's the biggest goal of the series.
1: And the unsung hero on that play is one of the guys they acquired at the deadline, and that's Andrew Kopp, who makes the play he along, along the boards. Yeah, big He did. He played very well. He made the play along the boards there. Got the puck to Zibanejad in the little high slot area there off the circle. And no hesitation from him, top shelf glove side. If you go back and look at that replay, Alexi Lafreniere. It, they had two guys. He's right behind Zabanajad because I think he was coming off the boards as well. If there's any contact, if he bumps in there a little bit, he does not get that shot off. He does not score. And who the heck knows what happens? So those are like those little moments. Forget the the goal itself, but then the moments within the moments. When you go back and you like. Really isolate it and look at it a couple times, and you see those things. For example, the Panarin game winner. I've watched the replay four or five times. I still don't know how the puck went. In the what net. a
2: snipe, man. What a snipe. That's uh, like one of your uh, That puck your had rewards. Yeah, right. Oh, sure oh, at oh yeah,
1: yeah. One yeah, of those
2: snipes. Yeah. I've seen Sewell pull a couple of those snipes <laughs> out there. Is this now the Panarin that you expect to see in the next series against Carolina, or are you looking at it as a complete one off? They need that version of Attendee Panarin, if they're going to have any chance of winning here you. Yeah,
1: I'm not ready to say that yet. Yeah, look, I'm not taking any credit away from him because he did what we've been begging him to do, which is shoot the puck. He is an all-world playmaker. He is a facilitator. He is a pass-first guy, and I respect that about him. That's why he had as many assists as he did this season. But he just looks so tentative in this series. He just not even tentative at times, but like a mess, honestly. it's a guy who's a magician normally with the puck in his hands. And there were times where he couldn't control the puck, puck hop over a stick, he fall down, he got turned. He just, he looked like a mess to the point where people were tweeting at me, I think he's hurt, but he didn't look hurt there on the power play in overtime winning the game. But I, the reason that I can, it worries me that's a bit of an outlier is it's a power play situation. He's got open ice to step in and, you know, rip into that shot. My concern, not just with him, but with the Rangers, and it was the case even coming into the playoffs. And that's why I thought I liked the Pittsburgh matchup because I thought, um, you know, I didn't want to see a big physical north-south team, and I thought as the Penguins as more of that skilled team that was kind of like a similar style to the Rangers. And they played well against them the in the regular older season. of it, basically. That as well, yeah. yeah. But my concern still is five-on-five five for the Rangers and their top-end guys, top two lines being a little too east-west, waiting for the, trying to make the perfect pass, looking for the pretty tic-tac-toe goal, and that's why you saw the kid line of Lafreniere. The they played great in this series, They did. Dude. And you know why? Straight ahead, um, not a lot of fanciness, down below the hash marks, four check, puck possession in the other team's zone. Those are the things that win games in the playoffs. And you won't look at that line as a difference maker in Game 7, but they sure as hell got them to Game 7 with some of the things that they did earlier in the series.
2: You're the big Ranger fan, so I'm going to ask you this question. Daddy, feel good regular season. Igor is going to win the award. What? The, uh, the, the Vesna, tri- the, he, the heart. I would think he wins, he wins the Vesna
1: and does not win the, the heart. Yeah, okay. That would be my but guess. anyway,
2: a lot of regular season accolades. Did you feel like they had to win a first round series to validate that? Or would you have accepted a hard fought, close series, could have gone either way type of deal? Um, you needed a first round series. I did personally. I
1: know there were some who felt differently. Hey, it was a great regular season. They've arrived a little early. I I wasn't buying any of that, especially after Pittsburgh ends up with the third string goal. I know Jerry came back in game seven, but I mean, you saw DeSmith early and then, you know, Louis Domingue for most of the series. And no knock on Deming. you know, the non-Ranger fans kept saying, oh, you know, it's Louis Domingue. He Deming. didn't play He's- terribly. I listen, thought, listen,
2: outside of the softy game six, that was which the, was yes, the killer. That
1: was the cherry on top. And that's
2: why his ass was on the bench, I think, N- in game no seven. No question.
1: But other than that, I thought, I did not think at any point in the series until that moment he was a liability for them. So that, Crosby's absence in game six, uh, Brian Dumoulin was out, uh, Ricard Raquel just came back in game seven. The Penguins were missing some guys. And it's not the Penguins of old. You know, they have not won a playoff series now in a couple of years. It's an aging roster. Some guys that have contracts expiring. The Rangers played well against them in the regular season. So I thought all those things worked in their favor. So I would not have accepted. Even yeah, I saw some people, well, unless they get swept, it wouldn't. No, no. Win the series. It shouldn't have come to seven games, quite honestly. But in the in the end, the bottom line is they got it done. And now you move on and you face a much stiffer challenge in a really good Carolina team that also played seven games in round one, but a Carolina team that had a lot of success against the Rangers in the regular season.
2: All right, talk me through Carolina. They smoked the Rangers for a good majority of these games. I'm looking at the series price. They're minus 200 on FanDuel. Rangers, who were a comfortable favorite in the last series against Pittsburgh, around minus 140, 150. Now you are seeing the Rangers in the underdog role. What has to be different for them compared to the regular season matchups where they got smoked.
1: Yeah, well, look, I'll even I'll, not just the regular season matchups with Carolina, but what we just saw in the last seven games with Pittsburgh, you know, getting off to these, like, you know, you can't expect, you can't dig yourself a 3-1 hole in multiple rounds and expect to come back. So they need a faster start. Zibanejad's got to carry over this momentum he built from the back end of this Pittsburgh series. I touched on Panarin. I'm not necessarily optimistic that he's going to all of a sudden catch fire. Um, but it you, has to happen, I, right? If they're yeah, going to win
2: this series, it uh, yeah, has but, to happen. But it's
1: hard to, it's hard to expect him to kind of change his style of play. And, you know, Carolina is a deep team, a lot of talent up front, um, a bigger team, I think, than Pittsburgh. And, you know, you're going to see some former Rangers in this series, especially all on the blue defense, line. Got right? got the Brady, all Brady Shea, Brendan Smith, Tony D'Angelo, Derek Stepan's on the roster, but is more of a bit player uh, at this stage of his career for them. They are loaded. I know they just got pushed. I actually picked Boston to knock them out in the first round, and they almost did. It goes to seven games. My reason for that was Carolina's again goaltending. You know their starting goaltender got hurt. I don't know when he's coming back. Antti Ranta, another former Ranger, stepped in and held his own. Carolina was able to win the series on home ice. So for the Rangers, it got to be more, more. It's got to be more north south. Um, they've got to get off to better starts. They Need to be more consistent within the games. There was two. You know, game set forty minutes of lackluster play, your goaltender hole. I understand he's your best player, and that's what you pay him for, and that's what you relied on him for all season. But that's going to catch up with you at some point in the playoffs, and I just don't think they can afford to dig themselves the kind of holes they did against Pittsburgh because this is a deeper Carolina team.
2: What is the Lopresti-Hurricanes-Rangers predictions? You had Rangers (laughs) in six. Yeah, I did, yeah. It goes an extra game. It goes to overtime, but your team wins. I don't get the sense you're picking
4: a
1: Rangers. No, I'm not going to pick them to win the series. My first thought was Carolina in six, but the Rangers have been really good on home ice, and they would have home ice. Well, not home, but they would be home in a game six because Carolina's got the advantage here.
2: <sighs> Either five or seven. Or- yeah,
1: I know. I think I'm going to say five.
2: Short series, okay. Yeah,
1: I mean, look, obviously my my heart suggests otherwise, but I just, you know, there's a, it's a tall order. Um, you know, based on what I saw from them when they played Carolina in the regular season, and as much of a struggle as it was to get by an undermanned, at, at times depleted, Pittsburgh team. But who the heck knows, man. That's what we see with these series. Hey, look how many series won seven in the first round. Not Basically just,
2: everyone in the right. Eastern Conference. I mean, it's
1: unbelievable. So if they can get some of these top-end guys being a little bit more consistent and performing from the start rather than sleepwalking through multiple games then they've got a chance to get to Game 7, I would um, say.
2: On another note, are you ready for Nesta Cortez to be starting the Los Angeles All-Star Game in about Dude, two and a half months? I'm here Dude, for that. I'm, I'm saying it. He's not Aaron Small. He's not Sean Chacon. He's the real deal. He's the real deal. I am now at the point where I expect Nestor Cortez to pitch well every time well, he toes the rubber.
1: Dude, his numbers last year were outstanding. And I know that they, you know, they managed their way with him a little bit more last year. They picked their spots. They didn't they believe in him. him. Let's they got be him. honest, Silo. Right. Exactly. The way
2: they treated Néstor Cortez in July and August, they're like waiting yeah. for the other shooter. They were drop. happy
1: with what they were getting. Hey, now you give I us think four they're watching five. it and they're like, yeah. you know
2: what? Yeah. We got something yeah. here. Let yeah. him pitch. Leave him out there,
1: six, seven, eight. And what's beautiful about him is you know, in this day and age of analytics and everyone's got to throw hard, he's old school, not just with the velocity, but, you know, varying the looks, changing it, kicks. the leg kicks, the, you know, the little pause, the pregnant pause, the arm slots, you know, it's almost like a little lefty David Cohn late in his career, right? Coney used to give you all those different looks, you know, the perfect game. The Laredo. Laredo, drop down sidearm, you know, a little bit extra on the turn and the kick. So, you know, really thinking your way through these performances and through these games hey, I don't have the best stuff compared to the rest of the league. How am I going to get you out? And right now, the league is guessing at what's coming out of the left-handed Nestor Cortez.
2: That's a monster series win for the Yankees. Three out of four against the White Sox. I know the White Sox are not off to a great start, and they do not have Eloy Jimenez. Yeah. But that's a team that you looked at was a legitimate World Series contender, AL favorite, and you go in there and spank them on Thursday. You put up a touchdown in the eighth inning. Friday, you follow it up. When Judge and Stanton Homer... They win.
1: What are they? Nineteen and one, I think. Now the
2: only game they lost was that Field of Dreams game. Which they, show.
1: yeah, they showed the highlights of that. Look, it's nice to see them go. It was it was unseasonably warm in Chicago, right? We've seen all the cold weather. They had some warmth out there, especially on Thursday. night. I think it was ninety-one at first pitch, and all of a sudden they put up fifteen runs. So you feel some optimism on an offense that at times it struggled early on in the season, and it was being masked by the outstanding pitching they were going to get or they have been getting. So I feel good that the offense, some of these guys are starting to, you know, percolate a little. Even bit Even
2: my here. boy Gallo with a couple of hits. Yeah,
1: nice little cookie form him uh, yeah, in the ninth time. inning. of it's the It's amazing finale.
2: the Yankees were going to win that game with one hit. Yeah, they were on the verge of winning that I, game with one freaking hit.
1: You know, again, that's, that's these
2: are games they were not winning last year.
1: No, but again, it brings us back to the pitching, man. It's 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 been it's been refreshing. Again, can they keep it up over the over the long haul? Not just with the starters, which is the point I keep coming back to. And I know all teams deal with it in this day and age, but it, You know, at some point, you go to that bullpen for as many outs and as many innings, it's going to wear down at some point. Well, you even saw
2: it with Chapman the other night. And you like having that guy waiting for Chapman.
1: Yeah. They didn't have
2: that Saturday, and it's not Boone's fault. I mean, listen, you're playing 24, 25 days in a row. That's true as well. Chapman's got to get some outs. Yep. He's still going to be the closer of this team. I think the conversation with Chapman is long-term, and he's probably not a Yankee next year unless he comes back on a discount. Yeah. You want to tell me, hey, Holmes or, or, or King or Ago we're talking yeah. future closer. This year, C-Law, Chapman's a closer.
1: I agree. And just because you brought up Holmes, you know, there's plenty of things to criticize Brian Cashman about. But, man, that's another highway robbery. You don't make trades robbery, with Brian man.
2: Cashman for bullpen arms.
1: He has been you sensational. You don't do it. I just can't. You can't figure it. You really can't.
2: Um, Mets lose McGill. Mets lose their first series of the year. Isn't that crazy?
1: It's a hell of a run. First series of the year. May. What are we now? 15th? Yeah, my birthday. Right. It's coming to an end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We yeah. got
2: fifteen minutes. We're gonna save that right. fucker.
1: And I know we started a little late this season, and we were talking about the the McGill thing uh, on SNY a little bit, and I made the point of well, you know, David Peterson, who probably didn't deserve to go to the minors, but had to, and and I I got your point. Apples to oranges. Different kinds of pitchers. But it's nice when you can, you know, the 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 Mets in the past couple of years they dip into the minors. When well, you're know, you like, who the hell's pitching? Yeah, exactly. I mean,
2: they brought up Tyler McGill when Tyler McGill was a stiff two yeah. years ago.
1: Yeah, and it's not to say Peterson's going to come up and dominate, but at least it's a guy you've seen. You know, he's chomping at the bit. You know, you know he's got some, he's got a little something to him. Give you a different look from the left side. So look, hopefully it's nothing too long term with McGill because what I liked about is no nonsense guy, right? Take the ball, go he's out, throwing to shove. And I know he had the bad performance. Obviously, we know why now. Um, but it's a guy that since he's come up, really, you haven't really seen him blink a whole lot. He's been real impressive.
2: I love the winker dynamic. It's a shame he doesn't play the Mets more. He was having fun with it, dude.
1: Right, and and what's cool about that is what he said afterwards. On was it on Twitter or to a reporter? I think it was Steve Gelbs re- retweeted it, but about how he's got respect for the fans. He's having fun with them, but he's not trying to be. A, not trying to be an asshole to them. You know, like he's it, there's a there's a back and forth rather than a hey, I'm really ticked off at these guys. You know, there's a there's a.
4: There's a, light, there's, a, there's
1: a light there's yeah, a element. Light, a, light, a, a lightness that to baseball it.
2: Baseball needs that. Yeah. It's good for sports. And the New
1: Yorkers used, they love, they love guys that do that. I, I made the comparison. Do you like Trey Young comes into the garden? He he loves playing the villain role. And I think that there's a there's a even though even though the Nick fans will, you know, F. Trey Young, and I think there's a they respect. They, there's a respect If you're there. a baller, you respect yeah, it. And exactly. I got news
2: for you. Jesse Winker's a baller. Yeah. That pimp shot against Shreve. That ball still hasn't landed. Shreve didn't like it. No, he Tough didn't. Tough shit. Don't give up the home run, Jason.
1: Yeah, Don't I get give it that. Up. The only thing I said to you about that was, if you looked at Wink, you know, he's not exactly off to a hot start. It's like, maybe maybe build the, the batting average and the power numbers up hey, a home little run, bit. No,
2: I think they were down 4-1 to one yeah, in the game. He ends up I in the home run.
1: And and I had forgotten the element of the Met fans at City from pre-pandemic. So once we talked about that, I was like, okay, it makes a little bit more sense. Now.
2: Absolutely. And the Mets had a chance to win this game in the ninth inning. Yeah. Marte, Marte's got to come through. And they walk Lindor to face Alonso. Yeah. When that happened, I'm like, hmm, Pete about to be a hero?
1: Yeah. Good manager so by Seattle. Little little check swing went well, a little too far. And you could tell when he doesn't argue it right away before you saw the overhead shot, you know, nah, he's cooked. Nah, he knew he's he, went. Knew he exactly. went around.
2: When it's done, it's done. Buddy, thanks for stopping by. Happy birthday. Fired up. Golf soon. I feel like we keep saying that.
1: Yeah, well, we actually- We keep saying it, we did at the standing. end of last podcast. We and are we, busy, and we so we can't, we can't we play. Didn't, we didn't play since then. Well,
2: listen, but. I pl- I played today. I, well, To be did. honest you with you, I I together. I, what I did today doesn't count as playing, but that's just- The only the thing I've
1: time. done is hit balls in my backyard so far. I haven't even been to the ranch. Balls range. off tees? No, actual golf balls. But well, it little, is technically off net, tees. Technically you have a little net back there? No, will see. I'll tell you a little quickly. So we back up to a park. But there's a huge woods between my backyard and the park.
2: Nice. Now,
1: here's the, the caveat. So people don't think this guy just hits golf balls. He doesn't care. So um, I have my dad has not one but two friends, one who lives on a golf course, one who works at a golf course. So they get all the crappy range balls. He gives them to me in shopping bags. I've got hundreds of them that are in cracked, bad shape, mud on them. Balls that I would never use in a real round. So I just hit them out into the woods, and that's it. That's my practice. i got my own little driving it's range. It's like a little stress reliever yeah, right there. yeah. You need it with two kids. I, I
2: can understand <laughs> that. I'll learn in a few years. Chris Presty, my good pal, starts off the show with a bang. We will play our Spotify Live from earlier this evening, right after the Rangers. One game, seven, live reaction. And if you're missing out on those, I mean, we were rocking. The calls were great. The Ranger fan was off the rails. We're going to do a lot more of them over the next couple of weeks. Download the app, Spotify Live, follow, and then you could get notifications when we go live. You'll see it on your, your iPhone or your Android, whatever the hell you use these days. And we make some magic. So our Spotify Live coming up. Thanks, Sula.
4: Thanks for having me. This episode is brought to you by NetSuite by Oracle. As your business grows, you might start seeing some lag. There's too much work for your team, too many different processes, and it takes forever to close the books. If this sounds like you, you should know these three numbers, thirty-seven thousand, twenty-five, 25, and 1. NetSuite does that for your business and then some. It's one efficient system, one source of truth with everything you need to grow. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash ringer. That is netsuite.com slash ringer. This episode is brought to you by UGG. Y'all know UGG is a brand that athletes wear all the time in the tunnel and on travel days. Well, I bet you think UGG season is only during the colder months of the year. Oh, contraire, you're wrong. You need to check out the latest spring drop from Ugg. They have everything from sandals to clogs. I like the sandals. Ugg has you covered for your next spring adventure. Shop the Golden Collection at Ugg.com.
3: This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida. We'll be in New York. You want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side-by-side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.
2: Welcome in, welcome in, welcome in. Let's roll, baby. The New York Rangers are going to the Eastern Conference semifinals. There is something special about Game 7s at Madison Square Garden. Mateo, Stefan and now you can add the bread man, me Panarin, to the list of New York overtime legends because that was a legendary, legendary snipe to go and win that bad boy in overtime. And credit the Rangers. Look, bottom line is this. They were down three games to one in this series. Their goaltender looks spooked. Their team looks spooked. And they have answered the bell. They answered the bell down two to nothing in game number five. They answered the bell down in Pittsburgh, two goals. Zabenejad stepping up. Stepping up in game six. And then, listen, Panarin's going to get the love. He scores the game winner. The snipe. From Zibanejad to tie this game with less than five minutes to go. That's big boy stuff right there. And what you like is that there is a sense of fight. There is a sense of heart and determination with this rancher team. That's a veteran Pittsburgh team. I know they had their issues in there with Louis Domingue. They go to Jari. Let's be honest. I'm not going to pretend to be a goaltender specialist. Jari didn't exactly knock socks off in this game. He was, eh, okay. It was okay. Crosby comes back. The Rangers still win. You have to love everything about what you saw here in this series. And enjoy this one. That will be my advice to the Ranger fan tonight. Enjoy this one. Because you're a young team. You're a team on the rise. You're a team making that sort of climb. Enjoy it. I don't know what the next series is going to hold against the Carolina Hurricanes. I have no idea. Rangers did not play particularly well against the Carolina Hurricanes this year. But I don't put a whole lot of stock in regular season games translating to the postseason, regardless. I really don't. I really don't. There's a whole lot to like tonight. Down two to one, answering the bell. Down three to two, answering the bell. Down in game five, down in game six, and you're advancing to the conference semifinals. Rangers got to feel good about that. This is not, to me, a Stanley Cup winning team yet, but. In this tournament, you never know. You never know. So, parlay that momentum. See where it takes you. And there's more hockey to break down. There's more hockey to discuss next week. So, for the hockey fan that wants the sport in their life here on New York, New York, you're going to get it in your life when you got the Rangers going to the Eastern Conference semifinals. All right. This guy, I'm sure, is super stoked, ready to go. Matthew is going to lead us off. Matt, what's happening, baby?
5: Yeah, how's it going, man? Matt from Huntington Beach. Couldn't be more excited right now. I'm eating dinner here with my son, my wife, and uh, we're just ecstatic. I mean... They take on, they face this adversity. I mean, it, you just can't, you know, you can't count them out anytime. I think the big thing here tonight is also Igor comes back and plays a huge. He game did seven.
2: excellent point, excellent, excellent point, Matthew. Give him credit. He had to save early that kind of spearheaded that Kreider goal, the first one of the game that was set up by Igor Shosturkin. And I gave him a lot of shit for the way he played in Game Three and the way he played in Game Four was slightly better in Game Five. I thought he was much better in Game Six, and you could probably make the argument, Matt. Outside of Game One, this was his best performance in the series.
5: One hundred percent kept him in the game, and you get another controversial goal there, and you think it's just not. And you know they, the Rangers aren't going to be able to do this. Another controversial goal that was not a goal. Don't get it, but it is what it is. They overcome that. They get to overtime. They force that power play. Miller has a great rush to the net. And Panarin gets it done, and you're on to the next round. And like you said, Carolina is a different beast, but the Rangers are into the next round, and you do what you can when you get there.
2: That's the beauty of this thing. And you nailed it with the power play. Look, you got to take advantage of that sort of stuff. When a team gives you a break like that in a playoff game, you got to seize the moment, Matty. Atemi Panarin, who had not done much in this series, the biggest goal of the series, because it's the walk-off, I don't know. You want to tell me that's the bigger goal? It's the Benesha goal. I don't know. Take your pick. They're both awesome. You need it both. And the Rangers are going to the second round of the playoffs. The Cobra is ready to roll here on this fine Sunday. Buddy, Shalom, how are you?
6: Buddy, I'm going to tell you something. I'm fucking ecstatic right now. I'm fucking, I'm fucking. Stu Feiner might go all out. I'm fucking going all out right now. I'm going to tell you something right now. Because after game three and game four... We were down on our knees like Tracy Crowley at a UMass fucking frat party, sucking off everybody. And this was over. This team fucking stormed back. They did what they fucking had to do. Mika, game six, you know, welcome to the party, pal. He showed up tonight. He did what he had to do. Igor, I'm going to tell you something. Igor was fucking shook. He was done. I thought run him out of the building. I was ready to start Gorgiev game five. He came through. And then the bread man tonight, the bread man doing what he had to do in overtime. You and I uh, talked about this. To me, I put this in layman's terms for you. I said this series reminded me of the Pistons, Knicks in 92 from a basketball stand. Not hockey, but basketball. That you had to beat the older guard. Here's a team that's on the way now and they still have their guys who've been championship guys. Well, tonight we did what we had to do. We won a fucking series at home, at MSG. We sent our fans home happy. I don't know what's going to happen versus Carolina. They they kicked the shit out of us during the year. We don't match up well with them. I don't think they're a long-term team. But tell you something right now, I am fucking ecstatic going, going, going forward.
2: Hey, you should be. And consider this, Matty. That Pittsburgh team, all the battle-tested players on that Pittsburgh team, never lost a Game 7 on the road until tonight. Think about that for a minute. And I know... It's not the same Penguin team that was winning Stanley Cups, but those names are still there. The pedigree is still there. And what a confidence booster, regardless of what happens moving forward for the Rangers in the Carolina series or the rest of this postseason. To go and beat that team with those brand-name players, that's something that you can use as a major, major springboard. No doubt about it.
6: A hundred percent, and especially for the youngsters on the team, the Lafreniere's, the Caco's. You know, even Phil Pito, you know, sometimes he drives me nuts. But to me, we have a young core. My biggest thing this year was to win a series. We did that right now. So, you know, we're playing with house money going forward. Now, if, if the Carolina Hurricanes sweep us, eh, it, it'll leave a bad taste in my mouth. I'm not going to lie. No, no fan will tell you, hey, that was that was great. No, but I'll say this right now where we are. I'm very happy going forward with this team. I think we have some – we've showed some toughness throughout this series. Big-time toughness. This team, again, the grit down 2 nothing. I mean, you got to say what you want to say, but I'm going to tell you something. This team showed what we can do. And, again, when you have guys like Shabanajab, like Kreider, like the Breadman coming through when they're supposed to come through, that's what you want from your stars.
2: Excellent call. Excellent points all around from the Coney Island Cobra. Appreciate it, buddy. You think about the Ranger team that was playing in the postseason with Hank. It felt like scoring goals was a struggle. It felt like firepower and being able to deliver was an issue. This team, they got far more punch to them. They got a lot more explosiveness to them. Better late than never for Panarin. Let's head to David, who is up next. David, the four is yours. How are you, pal?
7: JJ, what a wonderful Sunday evening. It's amazing. Yankees win. Yankees with a great win. Mets lose. Everything's growing great, except if you're a fan of the Phoenix Suns. Oh, my gosh.
2: Oh, my goodness. Nice nice effort from them in a Game 7. Chris Paul, that that sterling Game 7 record uh, continues. You know, the idea that people would make the argument, I'm sorry if we're getting off topic here. I like Chris Paul. I'm a fan of Chris Paul. Anybody who would be dumb enough to say that Chris Paul is a better point guard and a better player than Isaiah Thomas does not know a damn thing about basketball. Let's leave it at that. The same Isaiah Thomas, say what you want about him personally, who took down Larry Bird, who took down the Los Angeles Lakers. You're going to insult my intelligence and try to tell me that Chris Paul is better than freaking Isaiah? Please, bro. Please.
7: Yeah, JJ, you said it. You said it perfectly. I agree with you. Anyways, about the Rangers, I really feel with this series, they're down three. They're down in the series three to one. They're down two nothing in that game. And this season went from being a failure to being a success. It doesn't matter. I think at this point, what happens with Carolina, this is a successful season. Do you agree with me?
2: I would agree. Now I would have argued, David, with the way they fought back in game five, with the way they fought back in game six, even if they had lost game seven at home and it's a hard-fought game and you end up losing an overtime, you end up losing a one-goal game, I would have looked at this year and I would have said, okay, there's something to build on here. I wouldn't have like looked at the season as a failure. Now it's a, it's a resounding success. There's no getting around that. There's no debating that. All right, this guy's got to be giddy. The great young Brian. How? JJ. Buddy, have you recovered? Do you need to go for, like, a walk? Uh, have you had a stiff drink after the Panarin goal? I got to know.
8: I, I stepped outside into my backyard just to get some fresh air. Um, The the full circle moment this is for me, just a little bit about myself. Panarin was my favorite player in the league before he signed here. And to see him take less money to go to the Rangers over the Islanders, your arch rival, and to, to see him score a game-winning goal in Game 7 of an overtime series, I mean, that... I'm 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 at a loss for words, JJ. I mean, listen, Carolina is going to be a a daunting task, but these are these are the kind of moments teams need to go on runs, and and who the hell knows? Carolina just had a really physical, tough series against Boston that went seven games, so uh, they could be banged up too. It shit happens in the postseason, you know. But to 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 see something like that, I know hockey isn't the 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 major premier sport that it is like football and baseball, but. To, to see your favorite player in the league do that, I, I mean, I, JJ, I actually cried for the first time in watching sports in my life.
2: Hey, listen, it was a giddy moment for you. If you had this love affair with a Temi Panarin, he becomes a player on your favorite team. He has a monster couple of years, and now he's scoring game seven winners in a playoff series. Bro, I get the emotions. I, I understand where you're coming from there. I really do. I mean, I, I don't know if I could equate it to anything. It'd be, I, I, it's weird. I, I I don't know if I could think of a guy who is not on my team, that i probably an NBA player because it means the Knicks would actually be relevant and would be really, really good. But that's a story for a different day. Brian, Game 7 in these playoff overtimes, you know I'm not the king of hockey. But dude, the drama, the intrigue, the suspense, the the hanging on every shift and every shot, dude, it's unbelievable drama. Fantastic.
9: Oh,
8: I'll tell you this. If, if this postseason proved anything, uh, but this today in general as a day, this Sunday, proved anything, the, the NHL by far has the better playoffs out of, out, of, out of any sport, in my opinion. But definitely the NBA. I mean, th- th- today proved it more than anything. Both NBA games were pretty much a dud, and both and the NHL games. I mean, the Wild, the the uh, Stars and Flames game going on now is pretty good, but the Ranger game was fucking terrific. I mean, th- today proved more than anything. The NHL by far has the best postseason.
2: Listen, the drama that you have, the intrigue that you have, with the intensity, with the evenly matched nature of these particular teams, there's a lot to like. There is a whole lot to like about the Stanley Cup playoffs. The great Justin of four Park. What up, Justin?
6: No quit in New York, baby. Holy shit. A week ago, I thought this team was dead. No emotions. JJ, they came back just like they did in 2014, just like they did in 2015. Listen, this is great for these young kids. And listen, Carolina's going to be tough as hell. Rangers south because they got so many X-Rangers on that team. But there's a good learning experience for them. And uh, let's go, man.
2: Oh, you're fired up, bro. Now, when was the moment you felt confident that you were winning this game? Was there a particular moment, Justin?
6: Honestly, no. I mean, Mika...
2: Even going into the overtime, bro, you know, with all the experience of Pittsburgh, with the way Pittsburgh broke your heart in game number one, I didn't feel great. Now, that power play, you had to score a goal there. That, to me, was imperative. You had to score a goal. But they did. To their credit, they did exactly what they needed to do.
6: Look at the shot differential. was 45 to 30. And you're home. So, I mean, I'm telling you, they're lucky. They got a lot of puck.
2: Well, the goaltender stepped up. Hey, let's be fair, Justin. You called him out. I called him out. He was terrible in game three. He was terrible in game four. He stepped up and answered the bell and did what he needed to do with his team, facing elimination. You got to love that.
6: Big time. And and you know what? Because of Badejad, I was killing him, too. Called him soft. And he played huge down the stretch, man. That was a huge goal for him tonight. Huge game in Pittsburgh. So, you know, we'll see. Listen, just keep shooting the puck. They got to stop being so fancy with that puck and just shoot the goddamn thing because funny things happen, man. They, they look, look at that goal that went through Jari, that uh, Keandre Miller I mean, you know, anything can happen, man. Just shoot the goddamn puck. Stop being so fancy.
2: Totally get it. And in case you're wondering, Carolina minus 200 for the series price over at Fandle. I just saw it posted a few minutes ago. Minus 200,
6: which I think is fair. I think it's fair, Justin, all things considered. Listen, I... I think this if we get this to six, seven, eight, I mean I'll be happy because listen, Carolina's you're gonna see, JJ, how much speed this team has. It's gonna be scary. So it's our defense is gonna be tested big time on this. And one last thing, JJ. How sick is nasty Nestor Cortez?
2: Oh, I love him. Justin, I can't get enough. And we gotta start the campaign, bro. All star, all star Nestor Cortez. Or nasty Nestor Cortez. Can't get enough. Can't get enough. Uh, Bradley is up next. Bradley, the four is yours.
0: JJ, Justin stole my thunder right there with that Nester comment, but damn, let me tell you something. That was a great game seven, probably the best one I've seen in a long time from the Rangers. Kind of like, I just love what seeing MSG sizzling, buzz, buzzing, having something root for. Let me tell you, the Rangers' future, no matter where they end up in this series, like the rest of the playoffs, they have a bright future ahead of them. They do,
2: because they have Veteran intangibles that you love with a guy like Crowder. Panarin, who's been there and done that. The kid line that played spectacular throughout this series and really kept things together when Zabenejad was struggling. And, of course, when Panarin was struggling. And Shesterkin showed me something in that. He's got some stones. That's what you learned about this kid. He was facing adversity. He was down three games to one, showing you some stones. You'll have to see that.
0: Yeah, that, I mean, that's, it's all about the development. And you know what? It's, it's a success, a successful year in my opinion for the Rangers, um, no matter where they end up. I would have loved, to see, I would have loved to see them face Boston, just like, you know, try to beat them and like get them back for like back in uh, September with the Yankees and Red Sox, rubbing their face a little bit, but it is what it is. On to Carolina. Um, and just onto the Yankees real quick. Uh, let me tell you, N- Nessa Cortez, I mean, you can't say enough about him. I just love that guy. I love that he's a Yankee. Like he he could be a day, a a a game uh an ace of any MLB team uh if he was on any other staff, but I- well
2: with the numbers Bradley the numbers since last June are so eye popping they're so off the charts it's insane thinking about it, bro. And look, I don't know if Nesta Cortez is going to be the legitimate number one starter for the New York Yankees all year, but I know this. There was a question going into this year. Is he Aaron Small or Sean Chacon reincarnated? If you don't know who I'm talking about, go Google and baseball reference the 2005 New York Yankees. And look at how those guys saved the team's bacon, and then the following year, they both were designated for assignment because they stunk. Nesta Cortez, he ain't Aaron Small, and he ain't Sean Chacon. Our buddy Aaron is up next. Aaron, I ain't dodging you. What's up, pal? Hey, I don't
5: have much to say, but I mean, I saw, I watched the the Rangers and Penguins, but like you, I'm not really, I don't have any insight on hockey, but I just disagree about the Chris Paul, Isaiah Thomas.
2: How are you going to argue? How are you going to, I appreciate that, pal, really, but how are you going to sit there and tell me you'd rather have Chris Paul over Isaiah Thomas long-term? I mean, make that argument to me. Did you, uh, uh, did did Chris, let me see Chris Paul go and win an NBA championship the way Isaiah did against Bird and against Magic. I mean, are we going to just totally disregard that, Aaron?
5: No, but that's like the one thing. Okay, so what do you-
2: But that's a huge deal. That's a huge deal. The guy is a franchise point guard and he can't win a game seven and he's never won a title. And I like Paul. Aaron, I'm not a hater on Paul. But when I hear people say that Paul is better all time than Isaiah Thomas, it's not true.
5: I don't know. There's just so many things. Defense, rebounding, three-point shooting. He's better on so many different levels.
2: How about winning? How about winning? Is he better at winning than Isaiah Thomas? Yes or no? No. He's not. Like, that's got to matter. And Aaron, it's not like Brad Johnson. You know what I mean? Like, when we talk about quarterbacks, and quarterbacks like Brad Johnson winning a Super Bowl, or Trent Dilfer winning a Super Bowl. Well, that, no, no, no. That, but, that, but that's the point I'm trying to make. That's the point I'm trying to make. But that, see, no, 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 no. That's, see, that's outrageous. There is not that much of a gap and a difference between Isaiah Thomas and Chris Paul in regular season numbers and production. I'm sorry. It's just not. And Isaiah goes as the number one guy, hands down, beats these teams. I don't particularly like Isaiah personally. Come on now. Scotty's up next. Scotty, four is yours.
10: JJ, bro, what a game. So much anxiety. By the way, bro, I saw it on your Twitter. Happy birthday.
2: Ah, oh, thank you, Scotty. 34, man. We're starting our Charles Oakley year with a bang. What can I say?
10: My sister's going to be Charles Oakley next month, bro. It's coming full circle. I mean, it's insane.
2: How about that, man? How about that? So, yeah, perfect Sunday, man, if you're a Yankee Ranger fan. Couldn't have not had, could not have had a better Sunday with the Yankees taking three out of four, winning another series. I mean, I feel for the Mets since they finally, they finally lost the series, for goodness sakes about time join the club
10: well one thing too i mean nestor cortez i mean this guy i mean he's been unbelievable this guy with his uh, i love his uh, his mustache and he looks like a cocaine dealer from miami vice i mean i love <laughs> the
2: listen he's got funk he's got swag he's got all sorts of confidence scotty and i'm a believer you remember that monkey song i'm a believer
10: and the Rangers, man, listen, that was some comeback, three games to one, man. Listen, I think we can, I mean, Carolina's really good, even though they have, like, no fans. So, I mean, come on, we should beat them. I mean, I don't think we should, I don't know, I mean, that can be a tough game. Series of Carolina, they're really good. They beat us in the bubble a few years ago. I was going talk about that. And... That's going to be another good series. I mean, I thought, like everybody, I thought they were dead in the water. They had, like, no swag. They had no confidence. They looked defeated. But the fact that they came back is unbelievable. And Panarin, I mean, listen, the perfect guy to score that goal was, was Panarin, no doubt.
2: Yeah, and look, you want your star players delivering when the games matter the most. Crowder came through in this series. Zibanejad came through in this series. Panarin finally came through in this series. And Igor, last three games, on point. Mario up next. Super Mario. How we doing, buddy? How you doing, Baba? I am doing well. How about you?
11: Yo, man, good, man. I'm so happy today, man. We got the Rangers winning. We got the Yankees winning, man. And the Mets. Man, fuck the Mets, man. I mean, I mean, I got no hate for them, but you know, whatever, man. You know?
2: Listen, that's the way it goes in a big city, man. The Yankee fan ain't gonna like the Mets. The Mets fan isn't gonna like the Yankees. You know, it's amazing to me, Mario, as a guy who is a diehard true blue Yankee fan. I'm now walking around the city and I'm going to go on Y in a few minutes, actually. Now, when I walk around the city, I got people screaming at me, Mets and and Y. don't know what to do. It's weird.
11: You know what's crazy, bro? And when, when the season started, everybody was saying that the Yankees were behind the Mets now, but yo, can you believe the season we're having right now? Yo, the Mets almost never are, are ahead of us, man. You know what I'm saying, bro?
2: Look, the Mets have a really good team. The Yankees have a really good team. That's what I've seen now about a month and a half into this season. I'm not going to go and make the rash judgment a month and a half into the year and say, like, without hesitation, who's better. But, Mario, the Yankees are pitching out of their mind. They have the best bullpen, in my opinion, in all baseball. And their lineup and their look and their feel of their team just has a drastically different vibe than what it has had over the last two years. They run the bases better. They're playing better defense, and I think it shows in these games.
11: No, man, I agree 100%. Last year was, oh, man, it was such an up-and-down year when they got that 11-game streak, and then they lost, like, what What was it, like 8 out of 11 after that? And this year they won 11, and look how they're playing after that. You know what I'm saying, bro?
2: Mario, nailed it. They are winning some games that last year and the year before, they were not winning. And I don't know who you want to give credit to. You want to give credit to Cashman for making some changes? Even a guy like Guy KF. Who screwed up on Saturday night. The accountability, it's real. You got to love that. You got to respect that. Even Gallo, I got to give credit to on Sunday. Now, look, uh, some of the Joey Gallo fan club was coming after me. I mean, let's let's not get nuts. Let's not get nuts. But Gallo, over the last two, three weeks, I got to be fair, he's been a little better. Let's head to Romeo, who's up next. Romeo, take it away, baby.
9: JJ, happy birthday, brother.
2: Romeo, thanks, kid. How you doing, man?
9: Uh, you were talking about Nessa Cortez for for. uh all-star. How about Nesta Cortez with Cy Young?
2: Well, listen, it's mid-May. It's mid-May. Uh if if he's pitching his ERA in July, I will start the campaign. But I know, Romeo, I will be out in Los Angeles for the All-Star game. I am hoping and praying we get a little one-on-one with Nestor. That'd be a lot of fun. That'd be a lot, a lot of fun. Uh
9: great job by the Rangers this series. I mean, let's face it, they did get a little lucky with the Sidney Crosby injury, the third goalie, uh, but but they overcame the referees. They, they lived up to the the team model. No quit in NY. Uh, Panarin, uh, you hope that goal, the overtime goal, uh, gets him going. Did you see Did you see your former colleague Evan Roberts' tweet?
2: I did not, to be honest with you. No, I did not. Was he calling for a big game out of Panarin? He said
9: he would score the game-winning goal.
2: Wow. I, I, Romeo, I hope he bet it. I hope he threw it in on Fandle. Put a little extra money in Evan's uh, pocket. He could use it, you know.
9: Uh the, the the Rangers versus Carolina. I'm I'm wondering, what do you think, JJ? Like um, they're they're the clear underdog. Do they play a little looser? Do you think the pressure is off of them, whereas they were the favorites here against Pittsburgh?
2: That's a very, very good question. They should feel loosey-goosey going into this second round, Romeo. Appreciate the call. They should feel at ease. They've won a series. They got a lot to feel good about being down three games to one. Look, Carolina got the better of them throughout the regular season, but they should be loosey-goosey. Let's head to Charlie and Elmhurst, buddy.
12: Oh, happy birthday once again and everything. I hope you uh so like I'm not I'm not I don't know hockey. I'm not a hockey efficient on uh, the bot. congratulations to the Rangers. I mean, after what was that stat after that triple overtime? It was like 0 10 or something. Give him credit. Give him credit. Give him credit.
2: They were gritty. They they had to be the comeback kids in every single one of these wins. Down two goals in game five, down two goals in game six, down a goal a pair of times in game seven, and live to die another day. It's big boy hockey right there, Charlie. You don't got to be a hockey expert to figure that one out. That's big boy shit right there.
12: Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And uh, if I can may may talk about a little bit of NBA, uh, I think Milwaukee Bucks, they ran out of gas. And
2: Yeah, I'm giving Milwaukee a complete pass. I, I totally agree, Charlie. They didn't have Middleton. They won an emotional game five, and Boston was clearly the better team. You saw it in game six, you saw it in game seven, and you throw in the fact that Boston had home court advantage, they were the better team. Phoenix losing this series is embarrassing. It's absolutely embarrassing.
12: Oh, my goodness. I had that minus one and a half. Oh, my gosh. That went to, like, after game two, that was, like, off the rails, completely off the rails, and I lost that parlay. So, uh, on, what is that? Come on. What is that? see ya, see ya to that, so. Yeah,
2: you know what that is? That is taking the money and flushing it right down the toilet bowl, Charlie. It happens. It happens to the best of us, my friend. It happens. Now, I'm curious about that Boston, the Boston-Miami series line. I bet you Boston is like minus 125, 130, and I'm going to bet the Warriors are minus 250 against Dallas. They're going to be a hefty favorite, Golden State. And I'll be rooting like crazy for Dallas. I don't think they got a prayer.
12: And actually on the other side, I'm actually rooting for the Miami Heat because I cannot take Boston sports. Because hey, once the Celtics are done, hey, look what Bill, Bill from LA and those Boston fans are looking forward to. That
2: well, I mean, listen, exactly. They can uh they can savor Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and uh Marcus Smart and Grant Williams going off to game seven. But yes, uh I, I don't want Boston to win another title, but I gotta be honest with you, bro. I gotta be honest. The idea of the Warriors winning another one would be unsettling as well. So I, I, Miami or Dallas is who I'm rooting for. That That's my hope. I know Aaron just putting the chat, anybody but the Celtics. But uh, for me, uh, I don't want the Warriors going and winning a title. I'll pass on that.
12: Oh, absolutely. Uh, Not move on to the Yankees. So, like, this is the type of game, like, this team, like, lose. And I think this year, they find a way to get off the mat, like you said. Like, like, last night, that was a tough one they lost. I mean, I came up with a um, ridiculous, um, what, is that? what is that? I mean, getting thrown out on third base.
2: Bad base running. That's what it was. Bad base
12: running, yeah. He, the, he, 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 he what is that? He took the blame, held himself accountable, and come back, come back today's game. Hey, Cortez, I don't know how this guy's doing it. Like, less than, like, at best, like, 94 miles an hour for changing arm angles. Like, you know, Louis Tion style. I he, he has impressed me. Like every time every time I think he was like, oh, coming off of a no hitter, like that hundred plus pitches, seven and two thirds. I thought he's not gonna get be good, but man, he really like you no know, you know, surprised me with these outings. So and the team itself, like like one hit, like first through eight innings, and I mean like they don't like win the win those kind of games this.
2: Well, oh, they didn't last year, Charlie. They didn't two years ago. They had one hit going into the ninth inning, and they find a way to win. They're winning in a variety of different ways. It's a sign of a really good ball club. They still got a bunch of games with the Orioles they can get fat on, but circle that Tampa series right around Memorial Day weekend. The Yankees got to show me they could beat the Rays, and they got to show me they could beat the Astros, two teams that have given them fits over the last couple of years. Shane is up next. Shane, the floor is yours. What's up, buddy?
13: Hey, how's it going?
2: Shane, I'm doing great. Uh, I appreciate that, sir. What's happening,
13: brother? Little horse that just came from Game 7.
2: Nice. I mean, it seemed like it was rocking. I mean, duh. Thank you, Captain Obvious. But it seemed like it was rocking.
13: Yeah, there's no place like the garden. No place like it. Uh, I've been to TD Garden for Game 7, Cavs, Celtics, um, 2018. And yeah, no building gets louder than MSG.
2: Shane, what was the vibe in that building down a goal with like five and a half
13: minutes to go. Was it super tense? From 14 minutes left in the third to about six minutes, it was like the energy was just all nervous. Everyone was uh, freaking out, getting antsy. Every every time we dumped the puck in, everyone was getting mad. We wanted to bring it into the zone with like a player on it because we did that all series, man. We were just dumping it in and trying to like luck into some stuff. I got to say like Pitt, Pitt was the better team all series. And Rangers just uh, kept fighting back. They came back in every game the last three games. was unbelievable. And the atmosphere, man, combined with the stakes, and overtime game winner. I don't know if I'll ever go to a sporting event better than that one.
2: Hey, Game 7 is freaking spectacular, Shane. So I'm glad you had a good time. I'm glad you enjoyed it. You got to see a victory. So a whole lot of winning for you. When you get into that, like, next mistake, next goal wins you a game, Pins and needles. Pins and needles. It's even more so than what you would get in like an extra inning game seven in a baseball game. That has its own set of intensity, you know? Hopefully we'll have a couple of those. Not one game playoff, but a couple of game sevens for the Yankees and the Mets. Not good for the blood pressure, but good for the podcast. By the way, Crystal Presti is going to be joining us. I'm going to do TV in about five minutes. Um, We're going to do a little Nestor. We're going to do a little Rangers. And then we're going to have CeeWall He's fired up. I watched the game with him. We went fucking nuts. So he's going to join us. We'll have that as the open. But don't worry. We'll have this green room posted. All right. We'll close it out with the spectacular Jeff Money. What's up, pal?
7: Happy birthday, buddy. How you? Uh,
2: thanks, man. 34 big ones, bro. 34 big ones. Hopefully, hopefully the golf tomorrow will be a little bit better than the golf this morning. Boy, did I suck today. Holy shit. I was terrible, Jeff Money. But it is what it is, bro.
7: That is what it is. Have a good day tomorrow. Now, Before I comment on the Rangers, I got to talk about the dumper by the sun. How can you be down by 40 points at home in a game seven? It's ridiculous.
2: Oh, it's a disgrace, dude. Absolute, absolute disgrace, bro. Absolute disgrace. And that's why, listen, I know Aaron is going to point out statistical numbers with Chris Paul and Isaiah Thomas. How could anybody make the case that Chris Paul is a better all-time point guard? How could you? You can't under any set of circumstances. And listen, that is a no-show. That's a no-show for that whole Phoenix team missing another year where they had an opportunity to go and win an NBA title. The regular season means jack shit as far as I'm concerned, money. Nothing.
7: Oh, they're, they're done. Now, on a, on a great note, it's the Rangers coming with a lot of heart, being down 3-1. to one, And also, you you had to see it coming. They show the highlights from the Game 7s in the history, going to overtime where they have dramatic wins. And, you know, now they're playing with house money. You can see them. You can't even go by the regular season at times, what happened. They they outplayed Pittsburgh during the regular season, and his history, like, if you go back to 80, uh, even with the Mets in 88, they dominated the Dodgers, they lose, you know, they lose them in the playoffs, so why can't the Rangers beat the Hurricane in the series?
2: I totally understand that sentiment. Now, look, Carolina has owned them. Carolina's been a very impressive team. I'm not going to sit there and tell you I've seen them a ton, because I'm not watching a ton of regular season hockey money, full disclosure, but. We have seen narratives like that. You mentioned the Met-Dodger dynamic. Giants-Cowboys, the other Giants won the Super Bowl. Your Cowboys beat them twice in a regular season. Giants got the better of them third time around. Yankees-Indians in 2007, the Indians were owned by the New York Yankees. The Yankees ended up losing the series in four games. There is a path for the Rangers winning this series because it's the Stanley Cup playoffs and anything goes. You know that money. Looking at these series prices now, by the way, Boston is at minus 175. I nailed the Warrior one. Minus 250 for Golden State. Minus 250.
7: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm like you. Are. There's no way I can root for Golden State. I got to root for Dallas. On the other side, I'm going to probably root for the Celtics there. But uh yeah, you're definitely. I'm going back with the Rangers. Young team, you know, a lot of heart. And then no pressure. They're underdogs now. So there's no pressure. They're playing with house money, like I said before. And you uh yeah, no pressure. There you go, you know.
2: That's the hope, Jeff Money. Good call as always, my friend. Always tremendous to wrap it up with the great Jeff Money. Seems like he will be on the Celtics uh, for the series. And we're going to have to make a pick come Tuesday night. I get a night off for the NBA. I get a night to go and uh, shank a zillion golf balls at the College of Staten Island Golf Outing. Great job by Stefan. Great job. The participation and the calls on Spotify Live. If you missed it, download the freaking app. Get involved with the party. That's what we do around here. When it's a big event in New York, we are live. We rock. That's what we fucking do. That's right. All right. I got to do television. Enjoy your Monday. Enjoy your week. We'll be back with a pot on Thursday. I have no idea what the Rangers' schedule is, but we'll figure that out. Stay tuned for content. JJ out. Be good, everybody.
4: Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client.
3: This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York, you want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side-by-side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.